0: Endlessly winding lanes. That's all I seemed to see for a few months in 2002. I had an idea that I'd like to be a pig farmer, doesn't everyone? But finding the right place was an impossibility. And then one day, with no real hope or expectation, I came to Pannington Hall Farm. Parking up, I walked up a grassy track and into the heart of the farm. The first thing I saw was an old derelict barn. Tin roof, trees growing through the walls, their roots ripping up the floor and destroying the tiles. Amidst all the devastation, natural devastation, plants and animals inhabiting the brickwork, reclaiming a space that humans had left behind, there was a single wonderful rose poking its head out of the thicket. It somehow represented the whole place. Where most people saw a bombsite, I saw perfection. All I could think of was the opening sequence of the Darling Buds of May, that idyllic sun-swept golden country image. Romance and atmosphere which I felt was vital if I was to really invest myself in this place, was here an absolute abundance. I didn't want somewhere that felt modern, routine, workaday. If I was going to head down this route, I needed a place that meant something more to me, that would lift me and inspire me to achieve what I wanted. That was an absolute prerequisite, because making this happen was going to take an awful lot of hard work, from a distance, everything appeared quite rustic, and I'm sure it would have made a lovely watercolour, except wash away the paint and the canvas underneath was horrific. In practical terms, there was no water, no electricity, and every building I looked at, including the Grade two listed 16th century farmhouse, was knackered. Pannington Hall Farm had been a dairy farm, but the upsizing of agriculture had made running a small herd less and less viable, and in the end, it became become too tough a business. The farm had fallen into rack and ruin. The entire place had been falling down for 25 years. With a task of that magnitude, it's passion and imagination that drives you through. Some people might see dreams and reality as being concepts alien to one another in the business world. But in all honesty, I doubt the wildlife park would have ever happened if I didn't have that element of romanticism that so fired me on that first visit. Look at a project like this on a spreadsheet and it's about as romantic as a long weekend mucking out a cow buyer. But I don't do it for the spreadsheet. At the end of the day, when my time comes to shuffle off this mortal coil, it's the romance I'll take with me, the incredible memories of family, friends, and a thousand and one animals, not row upon row of dry facts and figures. The other thing I had on my side was naivety. There's a saying about a little bit of knowledge, but actually... I think it's powerful rather than dangerous, as it allows you to venture into areas from which you might otherwise shy away. With full knowledge, you'd never make the move. After all, I set out with a vision of giving acorns to pigs on a spade, not, as it soon turned out, working 18-hour days covered in nettle stings and horsefly bites. Naivety papers over reality and allows a dream to be pursued. A more grounded and pragmatic person would have seen Pannington Hall farm and run a million miles. Straight away they'd have spotted the hurdles hidden in the undergrowth, the issues that would have soaked up cash like a sponge. They'd have seen a venture dead on its backside after a few months. But in doing so, they'd have blinded themselves to opportunity. Truth is, opening yourself up to new, occasionally mad ideas is a way of creating sustainability. It might not be on the same scale Not everyone has a resident anteater, but what we've done here epitomises the revolution that other rural businesses have gone through. More than ever they're saying don't drive past, come and see what we've got, what we do. Encouraging visitors to see, taste, smell, take part is important now, and it's working. Naivety in all its forms should be embraced, it's the very challenges it throws up that ultimately provide the greatest memories. The days when it all felt like it was going wrong but somehow you pulled it out of the bag. Or the days when it went wrong and actually stayed wrong but somehow you staggered back to your feet and carried on. It allows you to learn from your mistakes. I remember a programme, A Farmer's Life for Me, I once hosted on BBC Two. The idea was that couples hoping to escape the nine-to-five competed to run a 25-acre Suffolk smallholding rent-free for a year. As they were set tasks ranging from identifying a bounteous plot to selling a strawberry harvest, the ones who made it furthest through the process had the humility to admit they didn't have a clue about a lot of what was going on. They were also the ones most willing to learn. Sometimes an empty sheet of paper isn't a bad thing.